security? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 465 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I am your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, coming at you about 65%. About 65%. I'm, I'm not feeling great today, guys, but um, we're going we're gonna to rock and roll on this one, especially it's Worldwide Wednesday. So get ready for that segment. It's awesome. If you're a first timer and you're coming back uh, today uh, and you haven't had a Wednesday yet, Wednesdays are lit. Trust me on that one. Over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Sabasat, Dream Logic, Eric Taylor, Omatola, Agbana. Omatola, it's been a minute. How are you? Good to see you. Leon Elliott, Marcus Kyler, Ms. Julian, all the folks over on LinkedIn, all the folks coming in, all the folks coming. Uh, all the folks coming in over at LinkedIn and uh, YouTube are going to be. Um... I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I will be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, you're going to get value from the stream because you're going to be asked in any uh, job interview, how are you staying current in the industry? Among other things, you're going to be asked in a job interview, but you're going to get asked that. And believe me, this podcast is a fantastic answer. Plus all the folks over there uh, on chat, they are, um, the networking is just top notch. Oh my God. But before we get into it, I, I all right. Give me one second. Like coffee cup cheers. Maybe I just need to supercharge my body. One second, y'all. All right. Before we get into it, thanks, Lamar. Thanks, Angie. Before we get into it, let me um, let me say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, whom I absolutely appreciate uh, sponsoring the show so I can bring it to you every single day, regardless of how I'm feeling. Starting with my good friend, Eric Taylor and the staff over at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Uh, links in the description below. Also want to say shout out and love to Panopsi. Thank you, Eric Taylor. Eric Taylor is ready to hop in if I need it. 
Panopsi Security. Get a partner who understands your cybersecurity program and your business goals. Uh, guys, if you're if you're reactive in your information security program, if you're not executing against some type of maturity schedule, if you're just trying to figure it out, hire someone like Panopsi to come in and give you that expertise. Brandon Poole, his whole team, they have over 20 years of experience. They can come in, they can get you set up with a path to success. Plus, it looks really good to the CFO and the CEO when you're like, oh, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. Here's what a three-year roadmap looks like. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's when we need to hire people. It looks like you got your crap together. And executives love that stuff. Believe that. All right. Also love for anti-siphon training. Hopefully some of you guys took that PCI training yesterday. Uh, but more about them at the mid-roll. Guys, it is Wednesday. So we're going to be doing Worldwide Wednesday in a minute here. I don't know why Canada's lit up. Let's let's fix that. I don't know why Canada's lit up. Canada. Be gone, Canada. Oh, in second. There we go. All right. Um, really quick, every episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. So be sure to say what's up in chat. Hashtag Team Live. <clears throat> if you're here live with us, we set a um, we set a uh, record uh, earlier this week with I think 388, 395. Um, my my brain's foggy. 395, I think. So we could bust bust through 400 today if we're lucky. Hopefully, we got some South America people in here. If it's your first time on the stream, hashtag first timer in chat, please let us know it's your first day. We love welcoming our first timers. I actually have a sound effect just for you, you special first timers. And I want you to know that we don't do Worldwide Wednesday every weekday, but we do do it every Wednesday. And it's a lot of good fun. So we're going to get into that right now. Again, apologies for my uh, lack of energy. But we're going to be doing Worldwide Wednesday. Guys, check it out. I'm super pumped to share with you that Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV. Now, a IT Pro from ACI Learning. The international online training solution that professionals in audit, cyber, and IT turn to for binge-worthy content. Use promo code SIMPLYCYBER30 to get 30% off your first month or first year. The link is in the description below. Um, I forgot. I forgot to pin a chat. Hold on one second. I'm going to pin this chat so you all can uh, giddy up on that. Let's see. Uh, pin this. There's a pin message. You can see it now on stream and in YouTube chat. So get on that if you're interested. IT Pro TV, ACI Learning. It's, it's just a phenomenal um, resource. And of course, Simply Cyber Community members get 30% off. Thank you for sponsoring Worldwide Wednesday. Now, my favorite part of... The show, Wednesdays, guys. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play two minutes of Around the World. You are going to scream in my face about where you are. And we collectively are going to see if we can have representation live in chat everywhere on every continent in the world, including Middle East and Central America. I like to call those out as their own. I feel like they get gypped by not being you know, necessarily part of North America or Asia or India. I mean, Asia or Europe, okay? So let's do it. I'm going to set the timer for two minutes. Mods, get ready. And tell me where you're at. Where are you at? All right. Carrie's bringing the United States online with Texas. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's see. Daily Cyber Threat Brief in Virgin. Zero, hey, Cyber Zero Day. We'll get to you in a second. Love it. Love it. Love it. I see Kenya's in the house. Nice job, Kenya. Kenya. 
Oh my God, where's Kenya? Kenya? Oh, I'll come back. Mods, I need a, I need an adult to tell me where Kenya is. I thought it was in South, South of South Africa. Liberia, West Africa. Thank you, Liberia. I get to see you. Boom, Africa's online. SoCal, I see you, South Carolina. What's up, Nigeria? We always have a strong represent. Oh, there's Kenya. We always have a strong representation in the um, African region. I love it. What's up, Blue Crabs? I see you, Louisiana. Hey, Turks, Caicos. Indonesia's in the house. Love it, love it, love it. Good to see you guys. Hey, Long Island. Long Island. Liberia, I got you, Raniel. Isaac, good to see you. Hey, France, bringing on Europe. Europe representing Toronto. I see you, Canada. Greetings from the Big Easy. Hey, Austin Carter. Good to see you. Hey, Singapore. Coming online strong. Singapore. Singapore. Where's Singapore? I'm going to need help with Singapore. I thought it was near uh, Malaysia, but I need help with that. What's up? Indonesia. Jackson, Mississippi. Sicily. Yeah, Tom Bishop. I love it. The boot coming in strong. I see London. I see France. Nick Carter from the elliptical coming in strong. The Philippines is online. What's up, Philippines? Good to see you. Hey, PR down there. Hey, the North North Pole. Come on, D. I got you. Cameroon, Central West Africa. Boom. Cameroon's online. What's up, Rhode Island? Hey, Zimbabwe. Good grief. You guys are killing it. Mozambique, Zimbabwe. We just get a South Africa in here, too. What's up, Aruba? Orlando, Florida, Saudi Arabia, bringing the Middle East online. What? No Asia? Come on, y'all. We got apps. Oh, wait. I guess Philippines count as Asia. All right. Trinidad, Tobago. All right. So let's... Usually I'm a lot faster, but uh, let's go ahead and I'm going to look at mod chat, see how we did. We got Belize in here. Very nice. Bringing on middle Central America. Where's Belize? Boom. Central America's online. Thank you, Belize. Malaysia, Zimbabwe, Turkeikos, Bahamas, Australia. Australia, thank you very much. Bringing Australia online. Uh, Texas, Kenya, Africa, UK. The UK's online. Bring them up. I'm just going back through here where the mods dropped it for me. Thank you very much, mods. Spain is in the house. Strong European presence. Again, a gap in South America, y'all. Strong representation for our African contingent. North of Venezuela. All right, we got Puerto Rico. I don't see Bonaire. All right, I don't see Bonaire, but we are... um... Oh, Turkey's in here? All right, Turkey, we get you. Thank you. I'm going to call that Middle East. Indonesia's up in here. Hong Kong, Korea. Oh, I see, I see. Thailand? Cyber tie. Okay, Thailand. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, it looks like we got everyone but South America again. Good job, everybody. I appreciate it. Let's uh, take a- India was one. Okay. Well, then we definitely got Asia. All right, guys. That was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. Bjorn, I'm going to take a minute and get Bjorn. He helped me out with a web application uh, challenge one point. We'll get Belgium. Come on, Belgium. Boom. Great beer over there too, uh, Bjorn. All right, guys. Thank you so, so very much. You guys did wonderful. I appreciate it. Thanks to ACI Learning for sponsoring the segment. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and let the cools. We do have South America. Are we calling Bonaire South America? 
near the coast of Venezuela. All right, hold on. I don't know. It's not coming up. But anyways, Brazil was a late entry. All right, boom. Okay. There we go. We're going to take credit for uh we're going to take credit for uh Brazil coming in coming in late. Um but anyways, guys, we got to get to the news. Thank you all so very much for playing. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. I will see you guys at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Wednesday, October 4, 2023. Arm and Qualcomm warn about exploited GPU drivers. Earlier this week, the chip designer Arm issued an advisory about actively exploited attacks against drivers in its Mali GPU lineup, widely used across the Android ecosystem. Google's Project Zero team initially discovered the attacks. Under specific conditions, these attacks could give a malicious actor access to freed memory on a device, which could serve to load malicious code. Arm released a driver patch. So far, this appears to have only rolled out to Google Pixel devices. Google also contacted Qualcomm about three similar zero-day vulnerabilities against its GPU and DSP drivers. These allowed for similar exploitation, but carry different CVE designations. All right. We may need, uh, we might have to call in the left-hander here. We might have to call Eric Taylor into, to, uh, to, um, to, 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 to pinch hit for me. I'm like, I'm listening to the story and like, literally my brain is just not working uh, right now. So let me give a shot on this one. Uh, ARM chips. If you're using ARM GPU drivers, I think um, the GeForce NVIDIA uh, GPUs are ARM chips, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? Because ARM, hold on, let me see. NVIDIA GPU. Yeah, let me just look at this really quickly. Are these are these running ARM ARM chip? I don't know. Oh my god, what a what a dumpster fire uh, I am right now. Um, basically, this is one of those kind of like exotic attacks. In my opinion, this is one of those exotic attacks where yes, you could attack GPUs. Um, you have your main CPU on your computer, and then a lot of people have GPUs nowadays for like graphics and video games and stuff like that. But you can also offload um, intensive resources like encryption. And other like maths uh, or GPUs, and it allows like do load balancing kind of and, and take more advantage of those GPUs instead of just rendering, um, instead of just rendering them. Uh, so apparently, somebody's discovered some type of hack where you can tamper with the data stored in the memory on the GPU. Like I, I don't know. In my opinion, this is like next level, super sophisticated, Mission Impossible level stuff. There's also an attack where you can spray. Um, like dry air or whatever, like, you know, basically in how uh, blow, like compressed air gets cold, you could spray that on like RAM and pop the RAM off and then pop it into another computer and the memory will hold because you freeze it in place. Like, but no one's really doing those attacks. Believe me, guys, like multi-factor authentication and crappy passwords are far and away more likely to be encountered than some next level hacker, <laughs> um, you know, exploiting, um, ARM GPU chips and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean at the nation state level, um, at the nation state level, um, 
sophisticated actors aren't going to take advantage of this, right? Like when we see things like Pegasus, where they spend half a million to a million dollars for one install, you know, if they want something, they're going to get it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> let's go ahead and get uh, Eric Taylor in. Let, let's, let's do this. I'm kind of, I'm, guys, I'm sorry. I'm kind of a hot mess. I'm going to hang with you. And let me do this really quickly. Uh, stand by, stand by to stand by. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me let me do this really quickly, guys. Please, this is a bit unusual. If it's your first time, this does not happen like this typically. But um, we are going to be doing it this way because I am just trash right now. Eric Taylor, how are you? Good day, bud. I am so sorry that you're feeling like total train wreck trash today but yeah yeah i i like laid down <laughs> like i got up got my kid uh kids going and then like i laid down from like 7 30 to 7 45 and then like just took a quick shower and came up but the 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 engine isn't uh the engine isn't moving uh very well for me so if you don't mind uh i'd love to hang with you but just i can't um <laughs> i can't right now so if you want to take over the stream and i'll just kind of chill over here unless unless chat doesn't uh mind me hanging so not by all means we'll get this thing fired up i'll take over some stuff here okay cool i'll be here i might pop in and out no worries thanks everybody thanks dr jared Ozier, for letting me once again pitch it when things are hitting the the rough spot so we will get everything migrated over here real quick just bear with me as i spin the knobs real quick on this one And thankfully, I was following around in the back. So we will be carrying on with this one. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the podcast, podcast is at 55 seconds. seconds. Yes, sir. Thank you. EU Parliament strengthens spyware protections for journalists. A draft of the European Media Freedoms Act first came out last September. In its initial form, the bill prohibited surveillance of journalists and their families, including the use of spyware, outside of national security grounds. An amended version of the bill adopted by members of parliament now does away with that provision, saying that spyware under no circumstance... Oh, we're hearing in mod chat that we have an echo. Okay. Uh, my chat and uh, YouTube and everybody, do y'all still hear the echo? Okay, we think we got this thing taken care of. You know, as always, we always have some of those wonderful <laughs> WTF moments of audio issues. All right, cool. So it looks like we got this thing kicked off. We'll kick back up on the story. ...be considered necessary and proportionate under union law. The European Council, Commission, and Parliament will now negotiate on the final text of the law. It's unclear if the unequivocal spyware ban will make it into the final version. NSA creates yeah, AI... We, so, you know, this is just, you know, more political, you know, posturing. I mean, the, the governments are of the world are trying to crack down on threat actors they're trying to crack down on you know things that are you know impacting both their government and their citizens you know this this is just another day that ends in why ladies and gentlemen i mean it's you know definitely you know to, this is where you need to take a look at all of your cybersecurity risks um you know i even posted into mod chat a little bit earlier ago about 
you know, scrubbing Facebook data, kind of found a, a pretty cool little app that's going through and, you know, do that. We, we've been using it for about a year now. So about every couple of weeks we go through, but, um, you know, knowing what your cyber risk is, you know, know what kind of applications you're installing on your mobile devices, your iPads, your computers, things of that nature. Um, you know, we see it all the time, you know, over even the past 30 to 45 days where applications are getting installed, but they have malicious payloads inside of them where you're going to, you know, download that free game that's got all these ads and all this other stuff. So, you know, always pay attention to your permissions that you're invoking on an application. So that way you kind of know what's going on, right? There was even a story yesterday about how they side channeled an existing uh, application. So that way they can get more root privileges or they did that. No, that was, that's incorrect. So they did that malware and then searched for who had root, who already had their device rooted. So that way they can get further exploitation. And this is just OSENTing from a threat actor, right? So, you know, things like Pegasus and all these other spywares that are out there, it's going to be the same thing. So just be careful what you're installing. Do you really need that that game or whatever on a work computer, uh, work phone type of situation? So do your own OSINTing a little bit when you're doing this type of stuff. A security center. This new entity in the National Security Agency will oversee development of AI capabilities across U.S. national security systems. This new entity will serve to consolidate existing AI-related initiatives, look to develop best practices, risk frameworks, and methodologies to implement this emerging technology. This will include collaborations with private U.S. industries, foreign partners, national labs, and other security agencies. Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be another episode of, yeah, it's another day it ends and why. So the, I do believe the NSA and a lot of the federal governments are really, really behind on the AI infrastructure or the AI technology, things of that nature. So, you know, we, it did seem, what was it three months ago, four months ago, or maybe even a little bit longer. My memory is a little fuzzy on a timeline. So bear me a little bit of grace on that one. The, you know, there was that Elon Musk and a lot of the other folks that are out there is like, hey, we need to put a pause on AI development. You know, we, we need to get a better handle on this thing. And next thing you know, we see so many different spin ups and everybody's taking, you know, you know AI yeah. like it's, you know, your next level drug. Right. So uh, I'm getting that Kimberly could fix it. Thank you so much for that. I will make sure we're zooming in a little bit further. Please let me know if that works for everybody. Greatly appreciate that feedback, ma'am. Um, so I do think we are a little bit behind the eight ball on this particular topic as well with a lot of the cybersecurity information that's out there. Um, I do like, you know, at least it is a discussion. I just wish a lot of government officials, the NSA, things of that nature were a little bit more proactive. You know, we see a lot of folks that are, you know, they'll have like, in the congressional hearings, you know, you'll see, well, we'll have a meeting on this in March and then we'll pick it back up in November. Now, I, I know the government's got a lot of stuff to do, right? But, you know, things like this, it, it's a little bit more important than, you know, let's have two or three meetings a year on this. So, um, sorry, I'm just getting pinged. Roger that. Uh, Dr. Dr. Dozier. Um, so yeah, I do see the super chat. Sorry, a little, little off my, uh, off my game here. So TJ Zimmer, 
for some airborne gummies and NyQuil. Get well soon. Thank you so much, TJ Zimmer, for dropping that super chat. What? Did we just come back, friends? For Dr. Gerald Ozier. Um, DJ BSEC, I'm going to have to see if you can get me that. Uh, that's sounder so I can load it into my stream deck for when he is in his absence, but please definitely yeah, yeah. know that he's there. Oh, hey, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so can, can you, you just, just go on, on for a quick second? Absolutely, sir. All right. All right. Let me... No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know, know if that's going to be XO or not. Anyways, Anyways uh, uh, really, really quick, quick, Eric is in chain right, right now. For me, I'm not great. TJ Zimmerman, well, well, Eric, thank you for absolutely sir ai watermarks prove easy to break many ai image generation systems imprint a watermark on outputs some leave visible marks other low perturbation ones are invisible University of Maryland computer science professor Sohal Faizi tested how bad actors could wash out these marks, successfully breaking all versions tested. Faizi's team not only successfully removed AI watermarks across a variety of approaches, but also showed the ease of adding them to human-generated images, thereby calling the veracity of these images into question. In a paper detailing the finding, Faizi concluded that designing a robust watermark is a challenging but not necessarily impossible task. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, anybody who's, if you ever done those Google searches, right, where you're trying to get, you know, some images for your PowerPoint presentation or your website, you'll see a lot of them where they'll have that watermark, you know, all over the back end of it or whatever, just to make sure you don't blatantly rip off things. And I didn't know, again, I'm not huge into the AI ecosystem. Uh, you know, I mess around with the chat GPT. I do know that Know, Microsoft has their ones. I didn't know that they were doing uh, images per se. I do know there's some of those uh, fake, fake LinkedIn profile or um, I'm not sure if it's LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, but Instagram profile. Where that one girl that all the guys are going gaga. That's clearly an AI image. Um, I didn't know how prevalent that stuff was, but apparently it's a bigger issue of AI using or generating images than I originally thought. So um, I do know you got those stories of, you know, making LinkedIn profile images, things of that nature. Um, so yeah, uh, BJ Sex definitely saying MS uh, G chat is open AI. Exactly. Um, you know, that's, but you gotta be inside the ecosystem, um, the Azure ecosystem to be able to stand that up. Um, so. It would be good, you know, this really does tie back into the AI security from the NSA, being able to quickly discern, you know, things that are being generated by AI would be good, you know, because they're, you know, in a cybersecurity ecosystem, you know, you always try to teach people about phishing and phishing and just all these different threats and being able to quickly educate end users about possible you know, AI generated information and being able to quickly like, oh yeah, that's definitely AI or something of that nature. It'd be, it'd be good. Um, so anyway, let's look, it looks like we're getting ready to do the mid roll, ladies and gentlemen. So let's hear from CISO series. And now a word from our sponsor, Conveyor. 
Does the mountain of security questionnaires in your inbox make you feel like a $2 umbrella in a hurricane? Then you might want to check out Conveyor, the AI security review platform helping InfoSec teams attack security questionnaires from all angles. Reduce incoming questionnaires by sharing a trust portal with customers, and for those questionnaires you do get, use their AI questionnaire completion tool to auto-generate precise answers to entire questionnaires in seconds. Lucid tried a free one-week proof of concept and reduced time spent on questionnaires by 91%. Learn more at conveyor.com. All right, all right. Let's turn down this audio. I know that's a little loud. Sorry if I just blasted anybody's ear drums out. We are at the mid-roll, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much again for giving us the grace to be able to allow me to step in and pitch in for Dr. Jared Osher. It is truly a, a pleasure to be one of the default uh, go-tos and being able to help this community grow. And as part of the, the community growing, I definitely want to talk about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Folks, if you're new here, please definitely put in the, the chat, the hashtag, uh, hey, I'm new or new to the first timer. So that way we can say that warm welcome to you. We definitely want to say hi. But also jump over to LinkedIn and definitely look for this Simply Cyber Community Challenge hashtag. Currently, there was a, there's a user, if I remember correctly, Mots, please correct me if I'm wrong, but Joanne Demas, Demas is a current holder. I tried to bring up her specific feed here. I will drop it into the chat, but she does have her um, her profile very well locked down. So I will drop it in under the Barricade Cyber Solutions YouTube. I will also put it in here for everybody to see. So it comes out from Dr. Jared Osier. So definitely go link with her. If this is correct, and this uh, young lady, uh, Joanne Damas, is actually the baton holder. Uh, if she is in the, the chat, please say hello. Please say hey uh, and nominate someone to take over the cybersecurity challenge for to be able to keep this baton going. Um, and just kind of going back and forth with mod chat. Uh, we will stick around for a few minutes. I do have a um, a hard call or a hard stop at five minutes before the top of the hour. So if um, you know, there are some, we do have some time for the classic jaw jacking and be able to ask Eric anything. We will definitely keep that in. Um, if we do not have it, I will be guest hosting this Friday. Hopefully not late. You know, we did have that issue last week. So sorry about that again. And thanks to all those who did tune in late during that. But, you know, current clients with uh, existing issues definitely come, come first. But nevertheless, we always make sure the show does come on. Uh, the mod chat is definitely going on, uh, going crazy, but it does look like our uh, individual is currently not. We will come through uh, and at toward the end and nominate somebody. So if you have not done your Simply Cyber Community Challenge on LinkedIn, please say nominate me or something like that. We, I will go through and either myself or Dr. Jared Ozer, he is still very active in the background. I see him there. He's in the mod chats. He's talking. Um, he's in the quote unquote green room in the beach chair because I shoved him over there. Just kidding. Um, but, you know, he will, one of us will nominate you to go through and uh, talk about your Simply Cyber Community Challenge and how you got into the industry. And with that, uh, let's get on with the rest of the stories ladies and gentlemen 
I'm going to stop this and jack up the audio. Apple implements China's app oversight rules. Over the weekend, Apple began requiring new apps on its App Store to provide proof of government license in China. Rival app stores required proof of a license to list apps domestically since at least 2017, but this marks a first for Apple. To receive an internet content provider filing license, publishers must either work with a local publisher or physically reside in China. New apps to the App Store require a license as of now. China will begin cracking down on already published apps without a license in March 2024. This is interesting. I mean, I don't know how much it's going to really affect us here, you know, in the quote unquote states. I do know this, you know, this show is a global uh, force to be reckoned with. And I really need to put ad blockers on my sandbox. Um, so, yeah, it's. I really do think those who don't know China is probably the ultimate big brother, you know, anything that is running, anything that is uh, in production, anything that's detect even detected. So let's just say you're a cybersecurity firm. You've detected a piece of malware. You detected as possible zero day. Did you know all that stuff has got to go through the China government before they're able to act on anything like this? So, um, you know, to see, you know, China doing more and more of this type of stuff is not uncommon. Um, so I don't think this would be something that we would see as a global adoption by any means. Um, I just don't, I don't know what, you know, outside of more government of overreach and, you know, if you're doing business in China, this may be something that you definitely want to keep on your radar. Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say. I'm mean, sorry. I wish I had more input on that one. I really do. EU considering new technology export controls. The European Commission named artificial intelligence, advanced semiconductors, quantum computing, and biotechnology as potential risks to the bloc's economic security. It will now focus on risk assessments on these four technologies by the end of 2023. The EC could potentially recommend new export controls around some or all of these technologies. The European Commission did not name any countries that could be targeted by these controls, but it's understood this would primarily impact China if enacted. So the the pre-roll was that other dead ends and why is the post-roll going to be all about China? Um, it's going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. That's, um, you know, let me just re re read this. Bear with me some grace while I go comb through this one. Okay, yeah, so two players need Yeah, the, the, the topic was, you know, the key thing was a little bit more misleading, at least to me, uh, maybe not to other users or other people, part of the podcast, just because I'm a little dense sometimes. Um, but it does look like they're looking at what data is potentially being exfilled from their technology that's under China's uh, purview. You know, the, the infamous like things like TikTok, things of that nature. Um, Geographical position, he wants to be a player, not not on the playground. Uh, so yeah, it's 
I'm trying to be careful. So I'm going to move on from this one because, you know, as we definitely try in this podcast, we definitely try not to get political. And I definitely try to keep this thing in quote unquote Disney room conversation where I don't have to invoke the too, too much. Right. Uh, except for, you know, the parsing out the WTF, but this is definitely, you know, something that we can go down a very political topic rabbit hole. Um, but this uh, it's good to see you know more and more countries being more and more aware of the items that are inside of their own country from being seen from external um <laughs> sorry my match my, my chat every, so those who don't know a little bit behind the scenes every, a lot of times when i sound off that that dolphin the mod chat goes crazy with dolphins and it makes me laugh every time especially uh joel b just did that i did it on porpoise so, um yeah so definitely keep an eye on this one ladies and gentlemen it's um maybe this will be something that i dive into on the executive summary uh this friday and, you know, where I can get a lot more political and be a little bit more flippant in my comments. Shell Torch flaws hit AI servers. TorchServe is an open source tool used to scale the models in the machine learning framework PyTorch in production. It's primarily maintained by Meta and Amazon and used across the tech sector. Oligo Security discovered three vulnerabilities in TorchServe ITDOV's Shell Torch, which form an attack chain that could compromise a system. The researchers claim tens of thousands of IP addresses show vulnerable TorchServe installations online, many owned by large organizations. Upgrading to TorchServe 0.8.2 resolves some of the attack chain, and Amazon published a security bulletin with further mitigation guidance. All right, so this is going to show my ignorance here. And this is something that I, this is an action item that I will take away to do some more digging, you know, because. Now, I've said it before. We, I used to do a ton of bug bounty. I used to do a ton of red teaming, vulnerability uh, testing, and you know that's where I really cut my teeth was being a hacker growing up. So seeing you know this is definitely piquing my my interest. I did not know that torch serve was even a thing. So this is again completely outside of my realm with you know, what we're currently doing. So, you know, if you're in AI, I don't know if this is just affecting, ooh, as Dr. Jared Ozier would say, ooh, cool. They, they even took infograph to the next level and put it as a video. Look at that. Um, but I'm trying to see, so PyTorch services interface. And again, ignore or forgive my ignorance on this particular topic, is this just for so is torch serve an api or a uh an, like an open ai alternative is that what this is so shell torch is the yeah, yeah like PyTorch, yeah. So this is affecting the PyTorch, but I, I don't know who owns it, who who publishes it, things of that nature. But you know, apparently, you know, as we see here, ah, oh, you gotta patch it. There's a there's a patch available for it. Um, so definitely, if you're on TorchServe, definitely upgrade 
0.2 that was released august 28th again this is definitely something that you know i need to take away and learn more about because this is definitely something that i am not even aware of but it's it's real easy to happen those things type to happen when you're so focused in your own little world right so um let me know in the in the chat let me know if you uh you know where i'm you know, educate me in the chat here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're familiar with TorchServe, if you're familiar with this ecosystem, um, maybe we all have a little bit of homework to do, right? Brits worry about employer monitoring. A new survey from the UK's Information Commissioner's Office found that 19% of respondents believe employers monitored their behavior without explicit consent. Of these respondents, 40% believed employers monitored access to resources, 25% believe calls, emails, and messages were being monitored, while 10% claimed employers used screenshots and webcams for monitoring. 70% of respondents said they find workplace monitoring intrusive. Existing UK law allows for workplace monitoring, but this must prove necessary, proportionate, and respect the rights and freedoms of workers. If you're interested... Yeah, I'm going to get on a soapbox here. So... There is that's just massive overreach, in my opinion. Eric Taylor, Barricade Cyber, I think this is a massive overreach and an intrusion of. To me, I think intrusion. So when you go to the, I'm not saying employee monitoring shouldn't be a thing. We 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 promote it. We condone it to a limit, right? There is, you know, watching what. Uh, a user goes to like big um you know are they doing um illegal drugs website searches you know are they going to the in to websites that do not pertain to their job role are they engaging in applications that are not part of their job role you know watching that kind of stuff i totally get i totally understand and even recommend right because you just don't want users I almost said a bad word. Um, you don't want users to pretty much free it. Um, fill in the word yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and just go all willy-nilly doing whatever they want to on company-owned devices. Totally get it. Totally support it. But when you get to a point where you are recording video and audio and launching a webcam, that's to me, that seems too much like voyeurism, where you're, you know, the creepy guy trying to get photos of women in the bathroom doing things, right? And I'm trying, I'm skirting the line here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but you get where I'm going. Um, it's definitely a little too far when you get to that point, right? Um, I know a lot of the IT tools will allow you to see yeah um you know if you think a device has been stolen it can pop up and take a picture of a webcam or what you know it take a quick like a almost like a camera it'll treat your webcam like a camera where i'll take a quick image to see you know who's actually operating that computer and to that i can see a, a little bit you know if especially if it's a stolen at potentially stolen asset things of that nature or you know somebody's potentially using someone else's creds in a unlawful or malicious way um but 
a lot of these things, I have seen cases where people have a traction to somebody else and will use that in a bad way. Okay. Again, Disney room talk here, you know, try to keep it PG 13, fill in the holes where I'm pick up what I'm putting down, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So, um, you know, there's, there's a line, there's an acceptable use that needs to be explored and granted for these type of things. Right. Again, web traffic, things of that nature, webcam. I, I just, unless it's being used for potentially tracking down a stolen asset, that's really the only use case I personally can see, or you have suspicions of unauthorized access. So let's just say cat, you know, an investigation is going on and they think my co an employee here at barricade casually, Joseph is using my login to do something nefarious, right? Um, you know, taking that screen capture to capture that, that forensic artifact. I can see that, but it's gotta be internally warranted, not just, you know, just because you're a system administrator, you have the access to do this type of thing, or you're the owner, you have the access to do that. You know, having controls in place, like two people sign off on this, like two CISO people, or well, you get what I'm saying, but yeah, just don't be a creep, people. Come on. I just see this going that direction, right? And I think that was the end of it, right? Didn't container security. Yep. So that is the end of the CISO series podcast. I do see Dr. Gerald Ozier did definitely step away. Um, so he's definitely not feeling the best in the world. I do want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in and being allowing me to be able to pitch it for Dr. Gerald Ozier. And while he's feeling, this is a prime example. You know, thank you so much for the mods. That, that are here that are definitely please think you know thank, thank a mod on your way out you know like tip your waiter so definitely tip uh thank them because you know with them they help the show going this is a classic case of an i or not an ir but uh contingency plan you know uh an incident response plan you know when things are not going right as your primary a then we will you have a plan b that steps in and thankfully, I am grateful enough to be that plan B, if you will. Um, I do see th some things in there uh, about job jacking. I do have literally a few minutes. I have a very, very important phone call at 9 o'clock Eastern that I must attend. So we will say do if you're here just for uh, Joseph or Joel B, I'm not going to comment on that in the live chat. Um, <laughs> so I think the graphic is here. I think, I think it is, it is. So if you're just here for the news, thank you so much for tuning in. With that said, we will go into the jaw jacking session. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we will answer a couple of questions here. And actually, let me.
Let's see. I'm just combing through the chat to see any questions that may have been come in. If you have a question for me, again, I'm literally only going to stick around for a few minutes. So it's going to be real quick. Um, I do know I have that buffer on Friday um, that I can, I can stick around a little bit and have an extended draw jockey session for everybody. Um, question did come in here from Carrie. How do I get the skills for working in the cloud? I'm stu currently studying for my sec plus in the 30th of this month. I'm studying, trying to get something. Can you help Eric? Um, yeah, there is a, I don't know, Carrie, if you're into pen testing at all, but I will say uh, Black Hills Information Security by Bo Balliard, I think his last name is, uh, pop in the cloud. I've taken it a couple of times. It's a really, really good course. So if you're interested in the pen testing, definitely check out that one. Um, outside of that, I don't know. Um, I do some searching um, on Google. If memory serves me right, there was, there is some AWS and Azure entry-level training that is available to be able to be facilitated. Um, def definitely look into that and see if that may be of help. It, it may have been just a limited time. It may have been back in the, the years of COVID. Um, but definitely, definitely look at that. And my protege always coming in with the save, correcting me where I am wrong. Thank you so much, guys. Bo Bullock. I'm probably even butchering his last name. But he, he's a really, really cool dude. And um, definitely worth... Uh, checking out his program like I said I've, I've watched it or I've been through a couple of them he, he has a wealth of knowledge he really he really knows his crap so he's one of those people that if you if he's talking be quiet and listen type thing all right um, thank you so much Lacey great to be here yes he is a he is a cloud guru he, he's probably uh you know, consider a titan in the industry. He definitely, definitely knows the stuff. He definitely has made some uh, some tools out on GitHub. I think they need to be updated. But Joel, that picture is disgusting, sir. I know it's getting to be Halloween and stuff like that, but you know, Alex, you bring up a good point. Um, let me check with mod chat. I don't, I think I've seen in mod that the current baton holder was not here. We'll kind of go through. Um, Joanne Demas Demas, sorry if I'm butchering your name. Yep, so it does not look like, according if I'm reading the mod chat correctly. It looks like uh, she is not here. So you know what, Alex? Your wish is granted. I am nominating you, Alex, to be the next baton holder of the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. So please go out. Please tell us your cybersecurity story. Please use that hashtag so other people can follow you. And please be around tomorrow so that way you can be able to pass that baton on to the next person. 
Oh, I am sorry. Kimberly fi can fix it, can just corrected me. Wow, this just coming in. Kimberly can fix it is correcting me on this. Okay. So yeah, we Alex, you have the baton. You have the baton, sir. It's it is uh official. You have the baton. Um please go forward and you are most welcome. Um if we do get for some reason to post today, no worries. We get to learn more about more people in the industry and more people in the group. So um look forward to seeing your post uh, a little bit later on today, Alex. Um I do see Dr. Joe Ozier coming back into the green room. I don't know if he is going to hop on for a second or not. We will give it a moment. If he does come on, great. Um, I will pass the baton back over to him. If not, we will bow out here. So just give this a, a few seconds, like I said. Yeah, he's definitely looking in the green room. He's definitely not looking good. So everybody... Stay tuned for tomorrow. Give Je Dr. Joe Dozier your warmest uh, regards. Please help him uh, uh, positive thoughts and vibes to him. And we'll kind of go from there. Uh, with that, see Shanti and y'all take care. There once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites. They were the same, a criminal then found their fame by taking that data to go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go.